Welcome back. It is Tuesday. Normally we have these gentlemen on Wednesday, uh, but uh, tomorrow's a big day for uh, Mr. Jo- Mr. and Mrs. John Averett, the lovely Pat Averett, and uh, it's going to be a well, big wedding anniversary tomorrow, and John, you want to throw the number out there? First of all, congratulations. You you outkicked the coverage. Any other thing? I any, did do that. Any, any expression that we have out there, yeah. but the lovely Miss Pat Averett. It'll be 60 years. 60 years! The woman's a saint! Holy cow! She's on the express line, right to the right hand of the Almighty! 60 years with you? Calm down. Take a, <laughs> take a pill. They must have gotten permission from their parents to get married at age 11. She, no. is, she had to. She <laughs> was probably 24. Uh, Robert. We went to get our uh, polio vaccine cubes. <laughs> oh yeah, about 1963, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> they wouldn't give Pat hers because she wasn't 21 yet. I had to sign for her to get her. She did not like that at all. You, you made your point there, right. Hobo. There's a good one, Hobo. Hey, uh, Jonas Salk. Uh, was that his yep. name? Yeah. You know, from yeah. Saving West, a Salk on Sunday. You know, uh, yeah. uh, University of Pittsburgh, I believe, we were, or Western Pennsylvania. Of course, everything so comes you, out you, of Western you PA. You thought we only produced quarterbacks. You know, we actually had some scientists, too. <laughs> According to UNO Tool and Esposito, it's the cradle of civilization. <laughs> Jeez, oh my, the Garden of Eden was in Western Pennsylvania, they finally discovered. All right. Around here, everybody says Ashland is the center of the universe. <laughs> oh, <so>. no. Western <laughs> PA. Anyway, John, well, congratulations. You. You know, I've had a, a, a long and wonderful marriage all these years. Yep. So that's uh, so we're doing this today because, you, you know, you and your wife want to spend time tomorrow, and that's what you should do on your 60th anniversary. Congratulations. We're, we're going out of town to celebrate. Oh, good. For a little short out-of-town deal. Good. And poor Mrs. Averett, she's going. She will be when she gets to the pearly gates. St. Peter could say, "Here is the the jet." She so. <laughs> she is on the short list to be Mother Teresa's roommate in heaven. <laughs> you, you two got a lot of get room a hold to, of Pat Averett. You two got a lot of room here. to talk. I won't even go there with either one of you. <laughs> We're not, would, we're not asking you to. That would be embarrassing <laughs> to you. Uh, John, yeah. uh, let's get to sports. Congratulations, seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, you, had, you wanted to say something about the Hall of Fame, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Go yeah, right ahead. I'm, I'm just excited about it. Uh, th- two of the guys I have been personal friends. And, then, of course, Paul Woody I've known for years. Yeah. And goodness knows he deserves to be in there. Craig Littlepage is, has been unbelievable. I first met him back in the 70s when he first came to Virginia with Terry Holland as an assistant. And <coughs> I, numerous personal things have taken place that I, I just think the world of him and his wife, Margaret, mm-hmm. uh, I have steered about, I don't know, three or four young assistant coaches and college basketball coaches that he's mentoring. He's really good at that. Uh, and Hal Nunley, who... I thought the world of. I'll tell you a couple of quick stories. He should have been in the Hall of Fame years ago, but thank goodness he's in now. Mm-hmm. Hats off to Jeff Burns and Phil Stanton at Randolph Macon <coughs> for putting together the statistics and records and all that stuff that you have to present to the Hall mm-hmm. and to the committee. And they did a great job. And uh, just so happy Hal is in. Uh, 
I will definitely be at that ceremony that uh, mm-hmm. Driscoll was just talking about in April. Don't want to miss that, Mm-mm. but uh, uh, just really happy about it. Uh, I was talking about the little page. It used, to, I mean, about Hal Nunley. It used to amaze me. I, on, I know it happened with Dean Smith and it happened with Bobby Knight and probably somebody else. I'd be with them, working with them, and they'd say, well, where do you live? And I'd say, in Richmond. Next thing out of their mouth would be, uh, do you, you see Hal Nunley much over that Randolph-Macon? That was his reputation throughout the state, throughout the nation, mm-hmm. with these top coaches. He's just uh, – well, He was uh, a top coach on a different level, Division yeah, Three. Yeah, and yeah. They, they respected that. Yeah. I know one, Tubby Smith, used to – I mean, Hal was a great mentor to Tubby. Mm-hmm. And uh, he they would call and coaches do that they call and bounce stuff off each other and get their opinions but uh, we're just, I'm just really happy yeah I just uh, and then Rick Jeffrey from here as well yeah. who was headed up the Special Olympics yeah. for 22 years and worked there for 36 he's a great guy yeah. he'd come in and he'd bring some Hardies and all that kind of thing they were a big sponsor we'd have a nice breakfast and all that type of thing back when he was just a, liked the food That's well, I like Rick too plus he could he could cover a lot of turf. I mean, I was, he's like Joe Thosby. You say hello when he takes off, and, you know, 10 minutes later, you say, all right, great, we'll have a break. That's all I ever do. Yes? Could, will you take a question from the rear? Or, or, well, a question you, from the back of the uh, go, yes. crowd here. Yes, go right ahead, sir. Your name? Uh, <laughs> the once known as Hobbo. Uh, uh, or Big Al and Hobbo in the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame? I yet? don't think Big Al and Hobbo <laughs> are going to make it. Yeah, all. I think this has been an oversight. I th- I, <laughs> I think we're sitting we're we're sitting flies on a nice windowsill outside the summer basking and getting warm and the fly swatter comes along and bam bam we're we're gone partner bam bam wasn't that the Flintstones yeah you well know? your but, pebbles I'm bam bam and I ain't getting close the, to you uh, I, I will echo uh, what Coach Aver just said uh, I you know I don't know Coach Nunley the way you guys do but uh, certainly you have known Paul Woody through the years and Coach Littlepage. Uh, I guess I first met him as an opponent in the 1968 Pennsylvania State Championship game. He was on the he was on the floor with you. He was on the other team. Yeah, and yeah. he came up short. By the way, you know I, that's the reason I bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I've always told people don't if you get to a championship game don't lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more fun to win. Be lorded over you for years. And, uh, but it was overtime. You know, it was a close game. You know, but uh, no, he played at uh, Sheltonham and uh, outside of Philadelphia back in the day. Yes, sir. A uh, question from the back of the room. Yes, a statement. Um, I have a friend of mine uh, who was a UVA graduate named T House. Uh, this was my nickname for him, and uh, he doesn't like Little Page. Never did. I mean, it's an AD. I kept yeah, telling him. I said, man, they hired. O'Connor and they got a baseball title. They hired the lacrosse coach and they got two or two titles at least. I think with uh, with him. I said, you know, he's, he's hired. He hired Bennett. Little Page did. Craig Little Page yeah. was an outstanding athletic I agree. director at Virginia. Bottom line, fans get. Yeah. Weird opinions on people for weird. Yeah, he doesn't reasons. like Little Page at all. Well, Wait, nothing with footballs happening. I said, look at lacrosse title, baseball title, basketball title. What are you carping about? Hey, with Carla Williams' track record, we'd take Page back in a heartbeat. I guess I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is America. This is this is America. I'm sorry. 
I well, tell Habo you got to be careful. That's right. No, yeah. no, it's fine. It's your opinion. Well, you, I mean, you uh, like Will Page better than Carla Williams. That's, know, that's, that's her, you know, Tina Thompson, the women's basketball coach, was a disaster, and yeah. Tony Elliott is yet to be determined. Uh, this is football, not basketball. Yeah. But I looked the other day. Al Grow won nine games in his second year. Mike London won eight, and Bronco won six, and Tony Elliott won three with maybe the most embarrassing loss ever. That was brutal. Weekend. But back to basketball. All right. Uh, why don't we do that? Let's, <laughs> we'll talk about UVA basketball, Virginia Tech basketball, VCU, and their win over Penn State, which your boy Larry was gloating about yesterday. I had to put a cap on him. You know, I said, what is your dislike for Mike Rhodes so much? Anyway, I mean, there's some of these people. He only I mean, won an eight ten championship for him a year ago. Yeah, I mean, last year. I know, but he, he, what a horrible he, job he, he must didn't, have done. I know. He didn't, get, he didn't get 24 wins every year like the guys that preceded him. Uh, he didn't do anything crooked. He did everything right and by the book. Uh, and he won. And uh, he got to the NCAA, I think, what, three out of six years, I believe, Mike Rhodes did. So anyway, and we'll talk about uh, so we'll talk about Richmond as well. The Spiders, big win over the weekend against Queens, and we'll do all that. We'll take a pause now and focus going forward. But I'm glad you brought up the Hall of Fame and the people, John. You know a lot of these guys. Hobo, your experience as well. And yes, I, I don't I don't think there's induction in our futures. Just you brought up the question. I don't I don't think that's happening. Well, I think this is an outrage. <laughs> this is an outrage. <laughs> somebody get on the phone with somebody else. Well, when you call uh, Mr. Driscoll again, there tell him. There's been a few oversights here. I blackballed you both. <laughs> you, you, did. you didn't know I'm on the committee. You're not on the committee. Who? I wouldn't want to be a member of anything that John was a member of the committee on. It's, to paraphrase uh, Groucho, Groucho Marx. All right, stay with us. We're here. We're live. We're talking sports. We're going to do it until 10. Talk some basketball right here. Basketball Jones when we return. The NFL season is in full swing, and we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN Richmond, 1061 ESPN. Well, let's rock and roll here. We uh, we are here live and talking sports. We have the Sunshine Boys 2.0. Well, I don't know if Hobo quite quite qualifies as a sunshine boy, but he's on the cusp. John Avery and uh, Jim Hobgood, also known as Hobbo, uh, talking some basketball. Uh, let's start with the Richmond Spiders. How about that? Um, they were in a tournament. They came home and sat- Saturday, wasn't it? They played Queens on Saturday. Yeah. And that was what, a 90 to something was it final was 90 61 that really was no competition there for Richmond. no was, it was more like a scrimmage game it was one of those games you get games like that at your place when you participate in these neutral court tournaments uh-huh. okay. i mean uh so they bring all, the lamps to slaughter so yeah, to speak yeah. yeah it while we're talking about richmond a lot of fans will be delaney hunt who's our starting guard who they're going to miss now i he's going to be out like four to six weeks ah. and i don't i have I think he was due surgery yesterday uh, on his wrist, and it's his left wrist, and he's left-handed. So he's going to be out for a while, and that's going to hurt them offensively. The Tyne kid who is replacing him is very good on defense, but not the offensive punch that Mm -hmm. uh, Delaney Hunt had. And, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, VCU has probably got another, I can't remember exactly, three maybe weeks, four weeks with Barstow, who a lot of people have forgotten about because he's been hurt mm-hmm. with a, I think, broken foot. 
he's probably their best player. Mm-hmm. And he'll be back, and when he gets back, that'll make a dramatic difference in them for the better. Now, is he a, a kid that came with Odom from yeah. Utah State? Yeah, sure. And I always pronounce his, mispronounce his kid's name, the guard from Utah. Those two mm-hmm. players, in my humble opinion, are probably the best two players on VCU. And when you lose somebody like Barstow, it hurts you. But they'll be much better when he gets back. He's 6'8". And uh, I saw him play, I guess he was at the Naval Academy. I guess he was about a sophomore. And he can play. He will so help them. you're looking at maybe 1st of January he'll be back? Yeah, he'll. the good part, he'll be back uh, when conference, I think conference play starts. A uh, couple uh, games in December, maybe. No, no, into January. Uh, right. Before, I think it's January 6th or 9th. And uh, on a good on a good point for VCU, they do not. I don't think they have a an away game now. Saint Bonnie on uh, January sixth or ninth. Saint Bonnie sixth. So that will help them. They're going to be at home. I don't know how many games that is, but they don't go on the road now until January. But I I noticed they're playing Memphis at home in uh, in about a week, which will be an interesting. You know, Memphis is pretty good. I'll watch that because Virginia goes to Memphis. Later in December, that if for a road that, game. Could, that could be a bit. If they can get that win, even though it will be in the Siegel Center, which uh, is not as good as getting a win on the road, but it still will help them on that resume come March. You're talking about who doesn't have a road game, Richmond or, or VCU? VCU does not have uh-huh. a road game until uh, uh, I think it's the sixth or the ninth. I can't remember when is St. Bonaventure. St. Bonaventure is the sixth. That's yeah. at home. Yeah, for Richmond. Uh, Richmond. No, not Richmond. I'm talking about VCU oh, now. Okay. No, I'm trying to keep up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got this. Richmond's got a, a nice little homestand, too. You know, Colorado, Queens, now they're at Wichita State tomorrow night, but then they come home and play William & Mary at Northern Iowa, then Florida, Charlotte, Buffalo, Lafayette, St. Bonnie at home. That's what, five, one, two, three, Florida's four, five? Florida's on the road. Florida's not at home. Okay. Is Florida a, is in right outside of Fort Lauderdale. It's a tournament type of thing, then. Uh, doubleheader thing. Yeah, Okay. All right, so they're playing down. Not bad. Not bad time here to go to Fort Lauderdale. No, I can uh, handle that. Especially with tomorrow's low about sixteen. No, it looks like uh, VCU's home for the month of December. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but no one comprehended in this room. But well, uh, we're a little slow. Yeah, John, kick it off, man. Get off yeah. the bus here. Yeah. We tomorrow well, night. Us youngins can't keep up with you. Now, did, did, did your players get it the first time you told them all the time? I hope. Tomorrow night. I don't because he didn't know what he was talking about. How can they figure it out? Tomorrow night we got three games with Richmond and and Virginia and Virginia Tech that are going to be real important. Richmond goes to Wichita State. Mm Mm-hmm. And Virginia has Texas A&M at home with Buzz. Buzz. And Tech goes to Auburn uh, Wednesday. uh, That's still my guy, Bruce Pearl, down there? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's left. Your boy. (laughs) He's still sweating there. Well, but Buzz was a sweater too. Both of them, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he wears a vest. But it's, well. it, that's tomorrow night's for all three of these teams is a big deal. Yeah. VCU is off until Friday. They got Norfolk State coming to town, uh, which they should be able to handle them. Hey, with but, the Hoos, you're you're a coach. You got any good any uh, have any good rebounding drills? We need to figure out how to get that, a rebound. That, that's <laughs> there's one way of solving that. It's called get a rebounder. Oh, uh, uh, Robin available. I mean, I've heard people <laughs> argue with coaching. 
you know, it's not much coaching you can do in rebounding. It's athleticism, size, and that innate ability that some guys have to being able to know when that ball is going to yeah. come off that rim, and I don't know how you. You know, I'm mean, uh, not to pat myself on the back for, for you my, never rebounded. You were at the corner shooting. Hey, hey, you know, in here our, we go. Rebound. He didn't couldn't even spell rebound. Not our, to give him the R, the E, the B O U N either. Hey, the year we <laughs> the year we started eighteen and one, I was the uh, second leading scorer and the second leading rebounder on that team. It. Uh, well, let's look this up. Because <laughs> well, those are stats easy to find. Now, <laughs> see, I, the reason I like to rebound is I hated to play defense. And I used to say on the air a lot, defense ends when you get the defensive rebound. Yeah, there There's nothing more depressing than playing great defense for 30 seconds and then give the team an offensive rebound and have to do it again. Back in your day. I, mean, I, you, I hated that defense. And so. you're, you're, there's no shot clock in your day, so they, you know, it could be but, three minutes of defense. I know. You know, so I mean, uh, go get the ball. Yeah, so that's a lot of it is you, you just want the ball more than the other guy. Well, know? who in this room taught Moses Malone the inside game? Nobody. Me. And what did Moses say about rebounding? Short shot, short rebound. Long shot, long rebound. Moses knew what he's doing. It's part of the educational services I provided, yeah. along with the physicalness on the on the, on the uh, concrete. Well, I understand Virginia doesn't get very many <laughs> offensive rebounds because Tony is so intent on getting back on defense. Every, but that does, that yeah. doesn't explain the defense that, of rebounding. That's, that's become almost with everybody. This day and time, you spend a lot of time on that end of the rebounding, you're going to get killed on the other end. In the days of old, that wasn't true. But now you better be well, careful. You just talked you about uh, who's playing Florida. Richmond's Richmond. playing Florida. Well, Rich, Florida got 21 offensive rebounds <laughs> against Virginia. And yet Virginia won. Yeah. But that ain't going to happen during the course of an no. ACC season. No. You know, I said I said after the Wisconsin game <laughs> that if you can't score, you can't defend, and you can't rebound, you're not going to win very many games. <laughs> Wisconsin passed, passed them. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, not and, quite as bad as embarrassment as Saturday was, but it was not a good night. When this weekend we get into the <laughs> ACC, uh, uh, Syracuse comes to Charlottesville oh, Saturday, Saturday, beginning of the first ACC, and uh, Louisville goes to Blacksburg. Uh, is Louisville any better this year? A little, not much. A little. Somebody crammed and their William Mary and Richmond, which long, long, long time rivals. Mm-hmm. They are in the Robin Center Saturday, so uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be an interesting week in basketball. VCU's got a little time off, which I'm sure they're glad to have right now in the middle of the season. Well, like they this. had that th- that tournament. They played three games in three days, yeah. didn't so they? So this will be good for them. What about them beating uh, Penn State and Mike Rhodes? Uh, did not Penn State lose their best player early or late in the second first half? Yeah, I mean Penn State's. I mean he he's trying to get some players. Yeah, they're going to be way down towards the bottom. I don't know if they'll be at the bottom, but they're going to be in that bottom quarter probably in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. But it was it that was a that was a big game, an important win for the Mike Rhodes haters at VCU. I mean I, the two coaches, you know, they wanted to win that game, yeah. but. You know, those guys got no hate for each other or no. anything, so it was... Uh, it's hard to go to a but, tournament like that and lose three. That's the tough thing. Yeah, that's the tough thing. You, you walk know, out Penn, of there with Penn, nothing in your yeah, pocket. Penn State went to Florida 4-0, and and they came away 4-3. and That's yeah. tough. Yeah. Uh, your boy, they had your boy on uh, during the game talking to him uh, from VCU. When, My boy, uh, who's that? Yeah, McLaughlin. Don't know the man very well. 
You know, I, I noticed one game, and he was sitting at the press table, mm-hmm. like that's three, where he sits, three feet away from Coach Odom. I, I don't know if I would be comfortable with yeah, that or not. Uh, that is, I'll just say that's not good. Uh, and it wasn't. He did the same thing with Mike Rhodes. I don't know back before that, but I did notice it with Rhodes and with Ryan, and uh, I, I just, I'm sure Ed has a good reason for doing that. But uh, I would disagree with that reason. Moving right along. Did you hear it's, about it's, the, it's not the minister, good, the rabbi, been, and the priest that went into a bar? <laughs> it's not been a good day for athletic directors so far on sports phone with Big Al. Hey, I'm like the Go-Go's, man. My lips are sealed. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right. Now, what, what about what about where VCU from here? What, what uh, they're they're off until when, Johnny? VCU uh, hey, next week. Right here. Next week. Next week. December second or something. Uh, Somewhere around. Anyway. Although it says on the schedule they play Friday against Norfolk State. True. All right. So they're playing Friday at home, Norfolk State. Yeah, Friday, they, Friday. They, this Friday they play at home against Norfolk State, right. and then they're this weekend they do not have a game. Right. After that, that's what next... I was referring to. They'll it'll give them a little bit of break, which uh-huh. is and and it'll give Barstow another couple of days, and because uh, that's going to be a valuable addition when he comes back. We have a call to get to. We need to do it rather quickly. Uh, Red Dog, what do you have for us this morning, Red Dog? Just a quick question, and this question actually occurred to me. Sunday morning as I was watching the fourth technical foul being assessed in the BCU Penn State game. Um, normally, BCU coaches have some in their contract that says they have to come back and play BCU. I've heard no such mention of this with Penn State. Is, is, is it still true? Or after what I saw Sunday, it may be a good idea not to do it if it is. Yeah, Red Dog, I, I don't think it's part – I don't think that was part of uh, Mike's contract. I know in previous coach, a couple of them it was, but I don't think it is now. It definitely – that game, uh, the the other coaches had things in the contract where they had to come back to the Siegel Center and mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which I which is unusual. That's, that's the only time I've heard of that being done at other schools. I, but it, but in this instance, I don't. Well, I know it didn't have anything to do with the VCU Penn State game. All right, thanks, guys. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right, thank you. Uh, we'll be at Gus's tomorrow if you can come on out. Gus's Italian Cafe and Sports Bar, fifth Wednesday of the month. We'll be there tomorrow, Wednesday, the twenty, the twenty ninth is tomorrow. Holy moly, smokes! Uh, come on out and join us. We'll take a pause here. We'll come back. Let's talk about tech basketball, and and uh, we touched a little bit on Virginia so far. Uh, but you just sort of get a, where we stand with these four schools that we mainly follow. And then nationally, Purdue back to number one. Kansas got to be. Is Shaka smart for real with the Marquette uh, Golden Eagles? That type of thing. Stay with us. Jim, uh, Jim Hobgood and John Aver are with us today. Aver and Hobgood, Hobbo and Aver, talking some basketball right here on 1061 ESPN. Give us a call, 327-0888. Allen on the other side of the glass. Stay with us. NFL season is in full swing, and we don't want anyone to forget. We have NFL coverage every Sunday afternoon, as well as every Dallas Cowboys broadcast. Here on your home for sports in the River City, 1061 ESPN Richmond. All right, the Hokies, how are they doing so far this year, Air Hobo? Uh, they obviously uh, got beat 
pretty soundly by Florida Atlantic on Sunday yeah. in the title game down there. Uh, they, they just, uh, I think Florida Atlantic, of course, they went to the Final Four last year. Yeah. And they have a lot of guys coming back, so they're pretty good. Um, and I think Tech just had one of those days. You know, the Hokies, and this goes back to what uh, John and I have been saying over the last couple of years, you know, when you shoot the basketball, well, the difference between makers and takers. A lot of people shoot it, not many make it. But uh, when when the Hokies are making threes, they can play with anybody uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday. Now, maybe you could credit Florida Atlantic's defense, but I think I read that the Hokies didn't make a three until late in the second half. Mm. So they're not going to be able to win games if uh, Couture and Padula and others are not making three-point baskets. Well, Florida Atlantic's for real. Yeah, a lot of people got caught. Who's Florida Atlantic? Well, like you just said, they were in the Final Four last year, and they are they're for real. The uh, Petula and uh, Couture were combined nine for twenty nine. Uh, Hokies shot two for seventeen from the three point range. Yeah, so yeah, bad game there for them. And overall, they shot thirty three percent, whereas Florida Atlantic shot fifty seven percent. Smoke and from the foul line, they were eighty two. FAU was, and the Hokies were sixty. Now the, the good news for Tech. Game is uh, the in, inside guy, I think it's Lynn, Lynn Kidd. Mm-hmm. He's, he's gotten better. Uh, he's shooting a real high percentage, which means he's taking the right kind of shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's athletic. And, you know, we talked, I think, one of our early shows that both Virginia and Virginia Tech lack interior uh, True. players. But yep. Lynn Kidd is... At the moment, better than anybody uh, UVA has. And now I think the Buchanan kid at Virginia is going to be a good player in time. But goes back to what Al McGuire used to say: the best thing about a freshman mm-hmm. is they eventually become a sophomore. sophomore. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I think you know Blake Buchanan. When Mike Curtis gets him in the weight room and uh, gets him a little bigger <laughs> and stronger, he's going to he's going to become a force to reckon with. But I'm not sure he's quite there yet. Um, should Virginia? Try? Do they try their best, or, uh, as far as letting Shedrick transfer? I think he went to Texas, did he not? I mean, Shedrick would make a difference. I know he had issues with fouling, but I mean, he's a big guy that can rebound and hit some shots. I, I told Hob off the air a while ago. I watched Shedrick at Texas. Yeah, Virginia could really, really use him right now. I think there was something, and I don't know what it was, that soured the relationship yeah. between Shedrick and the coaching staff. Uh, yeah, was it anything to do with uh, Vanderplas? Well, it probably had something to do with how much he was playing and stuff of that sort. Uh, that's usually the way it starts. But I think it may have been also Shedrick. It could have been NIL, you know, John's favorite subject. Johnny. I don't know that that happened, but it probably did. If you, know, you I just, think just we, look around. You know, sure it won't be money. long in college athletics where it'll be sort of like uh, the transfer portal will come in at midseason. You know, Virginia needs some inside help, so we'll go out and get a transfer to come in in January. God knows that could be the next thing to happen. <laughs> So well, we're, we're, not, we're not the head coach of Virginia and uh, Vanderplas is dead. Didn't they play together and knew each other or something? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. That, that is true. So there was a family relationship that helped Vanderplas yeah, to come. I, we got to be careful what we say. I'm not saying anything negative. Or, I'm not I'm saying that's the reason Vanderplas be... was playing. I think Vanderplas was playing because the coaching staff thought he would uh, bring the most to the team at that mm-hmm. particular moment. Okay. 
And he, I mean, he was a stretch guy. You know, he, he there were times where he would make some shots, and there were times where he didn't. You yeah. know, but the concept was good that you got a big guy who can play inside, but he could also go out and make the perimeter yeah, shot. We said it goes back to this portal thing with guys coming in, mm-hmm. boom, who are can do a little bit better than a guy that's there, and it creates problems. And, and the, a lot of these, a lot of these. I mean, we saw the Nelson kid leave Richmond, didn't go to VCU. We yeah. saw Shedrick leave uh, Virginia, go to Texas. It's just all over the place. It's just you don't get. I know you get tired of me saying it's just a mess. It's ridiculous. No, and, I get tired. Uh, of I saying. feel sorry for these coaches because yeah. uh, you you better be careful. In the old days, you could scream and holler, and some coaches curse. You better not do it now. Some. And you better no, no, figure out a way. Not many. Not to, better many. Put a, figure no. out a way to put a little cap on the NIL. And I, yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but I read this week that after Texas A&M got rid of Jimbo, <clears throat> they raised $160 million in a week. I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it. And I, I, I think, you know, and I, I still think, I told somebody the other day, you know, when you hear about Jimbo Fisher getting $76 million to walk out the door, that's, and that's then a moment ridiculous. later, you see an ad for St. Jude's Children's Hospital for kids with cancer. Somebody eventually is going to figure out, you know, our priorities are a little messed up here. You know, we're, we're giving somebody $76 million to fire them, and kids are dying of cancer. You know, you know that clause in contracts where you have a buyout, it, to me, is just wrong. I mean, when you talk about that kind of money. I mean, okay, maybe a million dollars or two million. Well, you got to have some kind of buy. You can't if a guy if a guy's under contract. Yeah, but not seventy six million. Oh no, Matt, I'm going to say that's good. That's, that's not good. But no. you, they deserve say if they get fired and they're still under contract, you've got to pay them something. They did. They didn't just, used to be that way, did it? Oh yeah, it's always in been the seventies. Yes. If you, if you were under contract, you got fired before your contract's over there. Was you, a, you got the balance of the contract. Now, it's gone crazy with the amounts. Well, like everything else. But it's uh, that's what these coaches are getting paid. And you just see how important it is at Texas A&M, what they were able to re, to raise for NIL payments. And I think it was a, was it Ohio State <clears throat> mentioned how many millions of dollars it was going to keep him to keep his offensive line intact. I mean, I tell you what. And with they that, got all, all money down there in Texas, don't they? Well, and that's why I think you got to somehow, you know, even professional sports have salary caps. Yeah. You know, so there's got to be something's got to happen. Yeah, just, they they got to come in and put some ceiling on things, just, or it's just, or you know, it's going to be a Robin Hood situation: yeah. the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yeah. Now, all of our schools here in the state—I shouldn't say all of our schools—the schools that we talk about the most are participating in the NIL, but not at the extent that some of these places are just going crazy with mm-hmm. it. And we've got to, if you're a fan of Virginia, Virginia Tech, Richmond, VCU, got to be thankful that it's not all kinds of craziness going on, because it could be. And you say you watched Shedrick play for Texas this year? Yeah. Oh, and he, he would help oh, Virginia. Absolutely. Yeah. He'd be in that starting lineup, I can tell you that. Yeah. That's a shame. Yep. Uh, that's just, well, it happens. Um we we have a couple of games in in conference games in December, uh, and because now you have so, so many teams in a conference that to to get in that what eighteen games or so yeah. in you, the ACC no. yeah not in the eight how many uh, eight ten they don't start till January because they have less teams oh uh, 
Is it less teams? Yeah, they don't have – ACC's got what's, to, uh, 15 to, right now. What, for my, On behalf teams? of my wife, to get the grammar proper, it would be fewer teams. Sure. I can't hang around Linda because I can butcher cat. See, did you see that cat run? I mean, come on. I couldn't do now, it. Now, I think the ACC – A-10's got 15. They do? How many conference games do they play? I know the ACC is uh, at 20, but 20. I think, I think they're going to drop that back to 18 with the uh, expansion. Yeah. <laughs> that, <just> expansion. <laughs> now Let's that, go get the dregs of the Pac-12 in some outlier there in Texas. We can't remember the name of it. Methodist Southern or something, right? <laughs> you you poo-pooing SMU football? Oh, I'm talking about basketball. Oh, oh. basketball? And, and football for and basketball for the Pac-12 teams. I mean Southern Cal. I mean Cal I mean, and Berkeley and Stanford. I think it's I mean, a good addition, except the travel situation. But I think bring those four, those three teams will be good. We're the Atlantic Coast Conference, but hey, you can see the Pacific from here. Yeah, I oh, mean every, every league is. I mean, just look around. Look at the A ten. You get on a plane and go to St. Louis. No, that's about. I mean, uh, that's all. That's not. Too, I mean, I was halfway I was, across the country there. I was looking uh, <clears throat> as. We probably read in the paper Delaware is getting ready to go in conference USA. I've been brought it up and leaving <laughs> uh, the CAA, and boy, will their travel change? Yeah, because uh, they're going to be all over the place. But, conference uh, USA goes out to El Paso, I believe. I believe it does. Yeah. I mean, out in the old West Texas town. Thank you. It, 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 what's, come on, help me out. Oh. Uh, I, I know the guy's name. He sang, wrote and sang the West Texas town of El Paso. Oh, oh it just went through my head. Mm-hmm. Come on, he's a race car driver, too, won't for fun. Come on. We're, we? we're striking out. Golly, here. I know his name. I see him. Boone Pickens. <laughs> we'll, Boone we'll Pickens wasn't singing. He's just paying. <laughs> we'll get to it. I'll remember during the pause. Stay with us. We're going to do that right here on e- 1061 ESPN. And number is 327-0888 if you want to talk to the, these guys right here on 1061 ESPN. Stay with us. This week, just head to our website and to our This Week on 1061 ESPN Richmond page for a preview of what's to come on 1061 ESPN. And we are here live and talking sports. We're going to do it until 10. ACC Southeast Conference Basketball Challenge. After how many years the ACC and the Big Ten uh, broke up their marriage? How many years were they married doing this? Uh, uh, that was a while because it started when I was doing the games probably back in the late 90s. So they probably did that uh, close to 20 years. 20, so. 25 yeah, years. Yeah. Why'd that break up, guys? John, you have any idea? I have no idea. Unless you do, Hobgood. I don't know. So everything is done by TV now. So exactly. Maybe they got a better deal ESPN on ESPN decided. Maybe probably. they got, got tired of the uh, Big Ten ACC challenge. And so now we got the Southeast challenge. I mean, personally, I like the Southeast challenge better, but that's just me. Why? Uh, just I have a little bit more connections and feelings for Southeastern area than I do the Big Ten area. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Miami, Kentucky is the headliner tonight, seven thirty on ESPN. Yeah. Number eight, Miami versus number twelve at number twelve, Kentucky. Go, Coach Larinaga. Go, Larinaga's right. I hope he can get a win up there. I always like Larinaga, going back to when he was at Mason in the CAA and all that. Good, good guy. Good well, man. we've said before, if you take Coach Holland, Coach Larinaga, and Coach Odom, uh, father, not son. 
uh, that's a lot of W's. I haven't added it up between the three of them, but uh, yeah. you know, at one point in time, those three guys were on the Virginia bench together, along with Little Page, who became an outstanding AD. Right. Yeah. Was only, hey, fellas, it, it was a media rights dispute with ESPN. That's why I ended. Well, like we said, ESPN. Thank you. Alan got that. <laughs> <laughs> what? I said, Alan got not you, Alan. Yeah, Alan, Alan yeah. got that because yeah. I was guessing at ESPN, but uh, it usually is money. There's something you know. That, <laughs> doesn't the Bible talk about money a lot? You know, the uh, root of all evil or something like that. Yeah. You know, can't you know. gamble in the house of the Lord. No. <laughs> I remember that one. Hey, uh, what's the best team in the state right now, guys? I Liberty. Think, I mean, uh, Madison's ranked, but yeah, but that's, know, that's that's I, I cotton think it's, candy. I think you call it's Virginia. It. Virginia's the best team in the state. Yep. If you put VCU and Virginia on the floor, who wins? Virginia. If you put Tech on the floor with Virginia, that's going to be a dog fight. They play twice, and you yep. think that, you, you think the Tech of uh, Virginia's better than Tech right now? Right now, I do. Did, did Wisconsin expose Virginia? Exposed, uh, they, they beat him by twenty some points, and, and they put on a clinic defensively, which was kind of funny watching somebody play Virginia, who none 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 better than Tony Bennett with his defense, and here they <laughs> Wisconsin just goes boom. Well, Wisconsin's kind of a mirror image, uh, true, uh, of Virginia. They're they're experienced. They have two good post players, so they they were a bad matchup exactly for, for Virginia. <clears throat> Especially this early in the season, I think you know this this uh, this Virginia team. They're young. They have a lot of new players between freshmen and transfers, and and you know and I admit when I'm wrong, which is quite often. <laughs> I I expected more out of Jordan Minor. You know the kid transferred from in Merrimack, you know, from yeah. Merrimack. You know, and that's the thing you always wonder. <laughs> A kid coming from a mid-major, is he going to be able is to make Merrimack the transition? Is even a mid-major? And supposedly they played a lot of zone defense when he was there. That I think that's and, your problem uh, right there. I think there. he just hasn't gotten up to speed with what Coach Bennett expects on the defensive end. Merrimack. He he would clearly. I mean, he's six eight and he's solid. I mean, well, remember he, he I would, told you after watching him in practice, he's a man. Oh yeah, he's I mean, he like, is a big dude. He's every bit of like two forty or something yeah, like that. He, he, he I, would be a great tight end. I I didn't know many of the faces when I went to Virginia's practice, <laughs> outside of about three guys, but I knew who he was, but just because of his size. Will Dunn be gone at the end of this year? Will Dunn be done? That's I, too early to it, tell. Yeah, it, it probably is. depends on what kind of year he has. Um, but right. he, he's, Beekman's going there. That he's a yeah, yeah, fourth year man. Well, if I had to roll the dice, that Dunn will be back. That would be good if he's back yeah. uh, because I think he and Leon Bond are both. Pla- you know, my attitude is start Leon Bond. You know, I don't know why he's coming in off the bench. The roadie kid, he's a nice kid, good player, but Bond, I think, you know, should be out on the floor thirty plus minutes a game. You know, my attitude. I'm not the coach. Coach Avert is a coach, but my theory always put your best athletes on the floor. And Beekman, McNeely. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up the truck. How'd you get on this? <laughs> Good point. Thank you, John. Why? I was looking for a little backup there. You know, point taken. <laughs> one, one, you were talking about JMU a while ago. We can't ignore Liberty. Yeah. Basketball. They're, they're good. So how good, I don't know, because you got that problem again the conference they're playing in, uh, just like JMU has, because it's going to be a one-bid conference. And uh, But 
the liberty is good. Now, you asked the question, how did I get on the floor? You know, and I've probably <laughs> told this story before, and I apologize, but Chuck Daly was an assistant right. at Duke when I was coming along. And he was at my house one time, and we were out in the driveway, and he said, you know, when you can shoot the basketball, it makes up for a lot of deficiencies. <laughs> and after he left, <laughs> after I had looked up what deficiencies meant, <laughs> I thought, what, what are these deficiencies he's talking about? Look, <laughs> look up what it meant. Uh, so Virginia's one, John, and, and uh, Habo, what, who's two, three, and four? Who? I, I don't it's know hard at do this stage. Yeah. Oh, we got we got Red Booker here today. I know it. It's just hard because all these coaches. I know are, it's early. Are working on their rotations. Yeah. I mean, you were just talking about Virginia. All of them are working on these <laughs> rotations. Who to move here? And all that. right, we'll put it this way. And look at this way. Look look down the road. We're in early March, late February. Give me your, who are the top four at that point in the Commonwealth. The top four. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that right now. I would just Dang. be I, uh, never, right right now. I, never thought I don't see know the today. four teams that we talk about a lot. Yeah, and then you got JMU and Liberty on top of yeah. it. I, I I hesitate to. I mean, I I'll be riding in the car going home, going. I wonder what I should have. I don't know. He's a cross between Red Booker and Ricky Ricardo. I yeah yeah yeah. I am it. I am doing that. I think this year <laughs> there have been some years we could do that. Yeah. pretty yeah, well, that's fine. I, I, I want to ask. Don't, well, uh, based on the conferences, I guess Liberty and JMU would have a decent <laughs> chance of going to the Big Dance, right? Oh, they'll probably right now probably favored to win the, each of their conferences. And I right today I would say both Virginia and Virginia Tech are going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I, you know, I think Virginia Tech is a good basketball team. People look at that 30-point loss to Florida Atlantic and say, uh-oh. But, one, Florida Atlantic is really good. And, two, Virginia Tech just had a bad day. I, I, just think, like, I Hokies have a chance to be really good, in my and opinion. And well, Virginia's lost to Wisconsin. Some people, but but that Wisconsin's for real. Well, sometimes you just have a bad night, especially yeah, early in the season. Yeah, it's just oh, so much going God. on right now. It is. I've Al, I've thought about your the question you just asked. I've thought about it before, mm-hmm. and it's just right now. That's tough. I, I just looked at my my text and uh, Lane text in Casadante uh, says a clause in Mike's contract that states Penn State will play home and home with VCU, and uh, when they hired Ryan Odom. Uh, Lane, of course, was there, and he checked with the AD, and the AD confirmed it to him. So there's the answer. Hats Penn State to, will come here, and yeah. VCU will go to Happy Valley. Hats off to Lane on that. Yeah, well, Lane, he has, he has a, a, a small understanding of what's going on around here. I, no, that's not nice. Oh, God, I'm kidding with Lane he's, if he's still listening. He well, knows, that's probably a he VCU He knows a lot thing. about what's going on around here. You know, VCU, as John knows, <laughs> has a hard time getting teams to come to the Seagull Center. So yeah. that, that's one way of forcing oh, somebody to come. Yeah, you know, same thing's true. I mean, uh, Thank you, Lane, by the way. Uh, Chris Mooney has been pretty vocal about that because he, you, VCU and Richmond are not going to get guys, to, I mean, those that level team to come to the home court. Or they want a two for one, you know, they, and uh, most coaches you, you don't want to do that. You might get that. Yeah, but it's just uh, and it's going to get worse, guys. I just the, looked at the clock. We're out of time with the expansion of these leagues. Uh, before we move on, I want to thank uh, Coach Houston for coming on this morning. He joined us, um, and we also had Will Driscoll from the Hall of Fame on, and then you guys. So thank, thank you both. I'm sorry. We I just looked at the clock, and we're out of time. OT. 
back next Wednesday. Is that right? You're here Thursday. Back next Wednesday for uh, for the Sunshine Boys. And I want to thank you guys and all the guests today. I want to thank all of our callers and listeners, and certainly all of our great sponsors. We would not be here without all of the above. So thank you. And I want to thank Alan on the other side of the glass for all he did. We're at Gus's in two hours. Come out to Gus's Day, Hammer Square Shopping Center, Bell Creek Road, Mechanicsville. We're back tomorrow morning with some more guests, including Paul Woody's. Thanks for listening. Your home for Richmond.